Yes, sir. Friday nights. Y'all know what this is. Best yeah. Conversations podcast. I got a podcast legend in this thing, oh, man. No, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> a, a podcast legend in this thing. Oh, Over a hundred episodes in. Yeah, one ten. My brother is definitely major out here. If this was like um, TV, I guess you would be like syndicated. <laughs> man, I wish I was. Dog. That'd be nice. You're right, though. I think I would be syndicated at this point if it was TV. Yes, sir. And I had like the, the status for it. Right. And also had the second hottest song in the summer because uh, my boy Winston said the hottest song of the summer was Old Town Road. But, uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah, you can have that. You can have but that. the second hottest song of the summer was this classic. I'm talking like our first here. First time I heard this joint, Sundress. Thank you, man. My God. Amazing. Yeah, thank Amazing. you. Amazing. Shout out to Leon Gamble. He put that together. Yes, man. If y'all don't know who we're talking about, we got AJ the Menace up in this thing, man. What's up with you, my brother? I'm chilling, man. I'm good. How like, you doing, man? Hey, I'm enjoying it. This is dope, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because I... Because uh, you do podcasts. Exactly. 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 Tell man. the people about your... Before we can get any further, man, tell the people about your podcast, So, man. Uh, I do the Three Oak Podcast. Um, it's with myself, AJ the Menace, Cherry TNT, and Shane M. Petty. Um, it's produced by my boy Sean and Alias. Um, we, uh, it's a three-o podcast, uh, Raleigh-based podcast. We do it out of my garage. Um, it's been going for like two years now, two and some mm-hmm. change maybe, and we did a live episode for the 100th, so. Crazy. We at 110 now. Mm. So, we just going. Just going. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and also you do music. Oh, yeah, we do music. I've only actually dropped one um, full body of work, and that was back in 2012. Word. One of those years. But, yeah, procrastination at its finest. Like, the people who've been following me for the longest, they definitely know. Like, But most other people, they just hear me on the stuff that when I just drop a record or I'll just drop a verse or a music video or a single. So right. That's really about it. Like, right. Nothing project, body of work, or even really singles consistently. I just pop up every so often. Right. You like it like that? I do like it like that. I like uh, I like being able to enter in and out of music, just because there's so many other things I like to do. You you also do uh, you edit videos and yeah, direct yeah. videos. Yeah, that's how sketches. that's how I met you. Yep, yeah, yeah. comedy sketches. Um, curate just like straight up online content. You know, mainly comedy sketches. Uh, but yeah, man, it's so many other things I like to do. But there's nothing that moves more, you know, faster than that music. Like, right. you got a good song, that joint is like crack. Like, you might not think this humor's funny. You might not right. like this podcast. But if the music is good or the song is good, that's going to go regardless. Right. Before we get to the uh, music, let's start with the podcast. Because um, doing podcasting and gaining the following and traction is, is, is extremely tough, you know. Um, but, man, y'all, y'all have definitely um, found a great niche. And, like... Uh, Take me to the beginning, the high, and the ideas of how y'all start this podcast. So, um, it was, I guess, three years ago now. I had my first office job. Okay. And that was when I started listening to podcasts. So, I that was when I just had was listening to just media. I was I had time. I was in one of those jobs where you didn't have to talk to anybody. Right. You literally, you Skype the person that sat next to you. You mm-hmm. didn't just lean over and ask him. So, right. Headphones in all day. I listen to Mad Podcasts. What's some um, of the um? What's what's some of the one, your your favorites from the beginning? In the, in from the beginning, beginning stages of podcast. I've, I've been following Louds, the Loudspeaker Network. So right. I, I started with my 
Um, I started liking watching Breakfast Club every single day. Right. Charlemagne, I became a fan of Charlemagne. He does the Brilliant Idiots podcast. I went there. Brilliant Idiots podcast turned into Tax Stone podcast. Absolutely. One of their guests. I listened to Tax Stone podcast. Then I realized loudspeakers, that's all they do is podcasts. Right. So then I just downloaded their other popular podcast. Right. Lip Service. Um, the read, the read, the read. Um, so I just started exploring everything that loudspeaker had to offer podcast wise. I ain't got nothing else to do I'm right. for eight hours. You know, after you get tired of listening to music over and over again, you listen mm-hmm. to the podcast. So I pretty much just followed the loudspeaker. I dropped off of a couple of them. I still chop in, you know, drop in, but I also found Joe Rogan in that time period. Right. Um, but now my consistent ones are like Joe Rogan, the brilliant idiots, uh, flagrant Two. I pop in like bi-weekly. Um, bullying the beast now every week. I don't miss that, but yeah, that's pretty much how it started. And why yeah, bullying the beast it. is kind of dope. It's, it's <laughs> ill. Yeah, it's it's ill. I love the chemistry that they have on there. Like, and then um, but yeah, I was thinking I listened and watched them so much. It can't be hard to do. Can't be hard to do. Yeah, right. it can't be. Like you know what I'm saying? They literally got a mic. They got a phone. Oh, no jumper. Big influence. Um, when it came to starting a podcast. Yeah, no like too. like no like um, not the. You know, but yeah, shout to No Jumper. But No Jumper has took the brains of uh, Salute to the um, Late Great Combat Jack. Like he's yeah, Combat he, Jack as well. Yeah, he he took Combat Jack lane. Like you know what I mean. But yeah, I was watching No Jumper last night. Like mm-hmm. yeah, no I Jumper. don't pop in as frequently as I used to. But I was like in the beginning stages. It was No Jumper and Brilliant Idiots and No Jumper. I listened to a lot because he was providing so much content. Right. He was on that. And, and uh, giving like new artists, like the first time I ever heard the, yeah. the, the, the triple X exactly. was, was his interview. And I never heard of Same here. Yeah. Never it's heard a of lot of people. That. Wi-Fi's funeral. Uh, um, the suicide boys. Like it's so many of those. I didn't even realize. I knew this SoundCloud thing was going on, but I didn't, that was the first introduction that I had to find to it. Plus his layout. Um, he's the one that really made me like, Oh shit, I can definitely do this. Can we curse mm-hmm. here? Hell yeah, nigga, oh, okay, it's a okay, podcast, okay, okay. nigga. Just wanted to make sure. Uh, <laughs> you do but, the uh, same shit. You're right, you're right. Uh, but yeah, he's the one that helped me realize, I mean, bro, anybody can do this. Because he was saying, yeah, we got the iPhone on the tripod. And he was just in the behind his store, mm-hmm. behind a sh- uh, stack of bikes or books. Right. Or, um, you know, mm-hmm. just merchandise and just sitting around a table. So mm-hmm. I took that same format and just des- designed a little setting area. In my garage, and it's slowly upgraded to what it is now. Like right. now, it definitely has a my garage podcast area has like a distinct look. I feel like that people see it, they know exactly what it is. Like when we used to do a lot of um, local promotions in the area, they would I would get people coming up to me on Glen, Glenwood talking about you the guy with the green lockers behind you. You know what I mean? Word. Yeah, yeah. So like the scenery has its it's definitely got a staple. Like as much as I wanted to change it, I'll just slightly make it better. But that has a look that people are just they just know me from. The guy that sits behind the lockers. Yo. Yeah. And so, and so how did this podcast be, begin to gain steam? Like, uh, I mean, I found, I found out the, po- the po- podcast through Winston. Yeah. And, um, but like, how, like, like, um, like what's the formula? I mean, cause to do a live show, my nigga, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Nigga, like that yeah, shit is like, like you ain't Joe Buttons. Like, right, dog, <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Right, like, yeah. that, that's a fucking... Shit. Congratulations, you Thank know you, what man. I mean? Because that, that, that shit is not no shit to sneeze at. Like, <clears throat> I appreciate that. Uh, bro, the podcast took forever to gain traction because I was also at a point when I started the podcast, I still like creative stuff. I wasn't near, I wasn't even doing video editing and things, but I just stopped doing music. I don't know. I feel like I was at the point 
I was like 27 or something like that, or like 26. And I was like, bro, I'm about to be 30. Mind you, I still got four to five years. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm about to be 30. I'm not about to pop off as no rapper at 30. Right. That's what I was thinking. Because I'm smart looking, man. Especially because I was looking at the SoundCloud generation. Like, these niggas are 19. You right. know what I'm saying? They 17, 16 with hit records, platinum records. I'm like, bro, it's getting even younger. You know what I right. mean? So I thought there was no lane for me in that anymore. So I was like, but I still want to do something creative. So the podcast, I got with my boy Shane. Um, shout out to Shane. He was brothers to my producer mm-hmm. that used to do all my beats and recording and he still does our mixing and mastering and stuff out mm-hmm. in LA but uh I got with him because I knew he'd be consistent and he has a good take on things he's also a screenwriter and and a d- director so he's I've got the hip-hop side he's got the movie side mm-hmm. and then we just needed a female to do the you know more of the gossipy things relationships stuff that we don't right really care about you know absolutely stuff, but it's something that people are going to tune in to listen to. Right. Um, me and him got together and we did, I mean, we did like 42 episodes. Wow. And like, what well, we did a year straight. I told him like, we just have to meet every week, bro. Ain't nobody going to listen to this for a while because I don't even know how to like, I don't even know how to cultivate a fan base around this. Are we just going to keep doing it for a year? Right. And then one year we'll see what happens. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, Bruh, it didn't happen until episode 42. Really? Yeah. So almost, epi- bruh, the most plays I ever got was like 20 plays. Wow. Up till episode 42. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the what yo, the how, yo, how did you gain the mentality to stay that consistent? Just knowing you're doing like, you know, not even 20 plays. Like, I remember me back in the day, I tried like, you know, when podcast first came out, then you look at them numbers, you're like, ain't nobody listening to this nobody, shit. Nobody, like, bro. Nobody. Like, why am I wasting my time with this yeah, shit? But facts. you stuck with that shit. Like, I had to, yeah. Because I knew, because I knew I was one year into listening to podcasts myself and like, the way I felt about my podcast that I listened to every week for one year was deeper. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, no, I fuck with these people that are on this podcast. Like, I've literally been listening to you every week for a year. Mm-hmm. And I just know some things just take people are slow, bro. The market is not going to fuck with you unless you already got clout. Right. Immediately. You know what I'm saying? Clout. Yeah, yeah. Like they know they're not going to fuck with you unless you already been established. I've been establishing music. I'm starting something new. So I already knew like if I dropped a video, I know I can get at least 500 plays. You right. know what I'm saying? But I was like, I'm about to give them something completely new. I don't expect them to give me 10 plays. Right. So 20 wasn't discouraging to me because I wasn't expecting more than 20. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I knew if I did it for one year and got better, even though nobody was listening, at some point, they were going to fuck with it. Right. And it took till episode 40. It went from 20 plays to 150 that week. And we were like, oh, shit. Like, people, like, like they get, okay, right. I think we're here. Yeah. We went, stayed at 150. Uh, a couple of weeks later, now we had 250. A couple of weeks later, now we had 350. It got all the way up to the point where we were hitting 550 to 600 plays mm. every single week consistently. Like, there was no question. In Do seven you think days. your um your fan base was strictly this area? Or when did you realize, like, oh, people are listening, like, not, not just from Raleigh, like, you know? I noticed, and... I think my I think our fan base was only in Raleigh. Really? Yeah, or our listener base, you know what I mean? It was only in Raleigh for the people that it was them twenty people, bro. Those are the people they they're gonna fuck with me forever. Fuck you know with what I'm you saying? Forever. Yeah, like absolutely. That's the, that's low key my aunt, my mom. You know what I'm saying? Like that's right. those people. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're gonna rock with me whatever I do. The general public, I feel like, didn't care until we hit forty two because at that point they were like. Damn, this nigga not stopping. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'll never forget the messages I got at 42. Yo, bro, I'm proud of you, bro. Congratulations, you at 42. 
They, I know you didn't listen to one <laughs> leading up to 42. <laughs> right. But that number 42, for some reason, they were like, I guess they realized I wasn't joking about it, so they bought into it. Right. You know what I mean? So once they bought into it yeah, at 42. Because yeah. some people look at you crazy. You like, yeah. like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know what I mean? Because sometimes I don't even... Yeah, sometimes I don't even post my shit on Facebook because I know it's like that's what aunties and uncles are. You gotta so start they, going on Facebook. I've started so, going back to Facebook. Recently. So they like so they so your aunties and uncles and like your wife's family looking at you like what the fuck is this like mm-hmm. who like what are you doing, Kayvon? Like yeah, yeah, what facts, facts, like yeah. what are you doing? You know what I mean? So I kind of like let's, let me just leave it on like IG and whatever, but. I guess I got to go to Facebook. Fuck what they think. Like I just got back on Facebook. Really? And, and the only reason I got back on Facebook is just because I know how powerful Facebook is because we brought in Cherry TNT. And that's where her whole, you know, that's where all her friends are actually at. Mind right. you, she's in our age range. Even though it feels like a lot of parents and there are a lot of older people. <laughs> right. But that is kind of the benefit of Facebook. Right. It literally is going to cover from... 14 to 65, 75. Right. That's the benefit. You know what I mean? Like when we stay on Instagram and Twitter, we are staying to our younger age bracket because one, it changes a lot faster. Older people ain't fucking with no fast changes. Right. You know what I'm saying? They know Facebook, it really ain't changing. They just adding a little new features here and (laughs) there. So it's like, and they might be the ones that show up to the show. And then I watched the interview by Country Wayne on the Breakfast Club. He blew up off Facebook. Off Facebook. Off Facebook because. Like he did it right off Facebook. Yeah. I heard <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, and he got a deeper um his the people if they if you can get people to fuck with you off of Facebook, they have a deeper connection just like YouTube. T- Twitter and Instagram fans are real fickle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like Very. like those are the people that like when you do something bad in the media or if you do something that they don't like, they're just not going to show any love at all. The people that are on Facebook, they're building with you, they grow with you. They fuck with you for real for real. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you being friends with them compared to you just following them. Right. I feel like even that word, you know, like, I'm friend requesting you, I fuck with you. Right. You know what I mean? They have mm-hmm. a deeper connection, just like I'm subscribing to you every right. week. You know what I mean? So, those people, Country Wayne said, if you get popping on Facebook, you'll never go broke. Word. That's what he said. He said, that Twitter, Instagram shit, yeah, you might go broke. You get popping on Facebook or YouTube, you ain't never going broke, bro. Ever. I That's was true. like, I get it. And, and you know... Not to stay on Country Wayne too long, but he just marketed, he just did like the normal common shit that, you know, most people really do in their real lives. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, so perfect for Facebook. And yeah, exactly. And that nigga pop, pop. It was, it was relatable as hell. Super and think, relatable. And think about all those, you know, he talking about the type of people that show up to the show, 65 year olds are showing up to his show. Right. Because you talking about fixing a car and being country. Yeah. And I'm 65, 75. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking just about. Just like I'm 19 and I know what you're talking about. Right. So, yeah, that's pretty much what it was. We just started spreading the podcast all over the place, and we just kept going, and we just kept building at that point. How um, gratifying was it to um, to see the the turnout for the hundred show? I'm still, bro. The turnout of the hundred show, bro. I'm not over that still yet. Word. Because I didn't think anybody was gonna come. I was I was afraid that that was gonna be the flop show for real. For real. I've taken L's on. Yeah, that shit was that shit was braver than a motherfucker. Shit dog. was booming, bro. <laughs> And I went hard on the promo too. Yeah, I went crazy. I seen, I the seen the commercial. Yeah, I, I seen the commercials. commercials, multiple commercials. Yeah, yeah. The Bohemian Rhapsody commercial. Yeah. Um, you do a great job with your promotion. I appreciate shout, that. Shout man. out to uh, Alias as well. Yeah, yeah, helping out with that. But yeah, my, my guy, you do an amazing job with your promotion and, and your social media. You run it. Y'all run it so perfect. You know what I mean? Because yeah. sometimes people just put bullshit up. But like you, if you, it's almost like if you put some shit up. It means some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not putting shit up for fun. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm putting shit up because it's a new idea. I think it's dope. 
And I think you'll think it's dope. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, and I need your feedback to know whether I'm going in the right direction. Right. And like, that's the most important thing. But I'm glad that we reached past that one year stage and that hundredth episode stage because now I feel like people are more open to giving feedback because they have invested into us. Right. So I feel like that's one of the hardest artists. And that's, that's probably, that's one. That's why there's so many trash rappers talking about listening to this song for me. Right. Niggas ain't giving you your feedback, bro. <laughs> nah. Like they'll send us a link. We'll listen to it. It'd be trash. And I'm just not going to message you back. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. but when you at a point where they're actually conve- invested, invested, now, right. Yeah. Like people be it's, like, it's, bro, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah. When it's they get, you thing. need the feedback to get mm-hmm. better. If you like it, you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, I'm just glad we're at a point now where we actually get feedback on everything that we put out. Right. Yeah. And um just uh the wrap up the podcast talk like um will it be another uh live show? Yeah, definitely. I I'm, I'm feeling like we're going to do live shows cuz that one just went so with well. milestones maybe. Yeah, yeah, like uh but I'm thinking like I don't want to oversaturate it either, but I don't I feel like maybe every 25 episodes okay. to 50 episodes maybe word, or 40 word. episodes, you know like just because you don't want to oversaturate it because that was the first time I, I might have packed the room out just because it was the first time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm going to keep that in mind, too. They might not have all been there just to see just because they like the podcast. Mm-hmm. They might have just been there just because they'd be like, oh, shit, he's doing one. Let's check it out one time. You know what I right. mean? Like, I'm always going to keep that in the back of my head. Whether those people, like, all 100 of them fucked with it or they didn't, I don't know. You know what I'm right. saying? And I'm going to move like they didn't fuck with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just so Facts. that I can make sure the next one is jumping, too. Right. Yeah. So, um, also, you do music, yeah. good music, because yeah. I, I ain't gonna lie, I don't fuck with everybody. <laughs> I appreciate you. Man. <laughs> I don't, I don't fuck with everybody. But um, yeah. um, uh, before we get into that, man, you just sound like a big deal. I don't, I don't, I don't know the what it is, but it yeah. looks important. It's a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it looks very important. Yeah. We, so, uh, yeah. explain to the people what you just did. Um, we just signed on with Cipher Publishing or Cipher Projects. Um, it's a publishing company uh, ran by uh, Sean O'Leary and Ryan O'Leary, mm-hmm. um, a.k.a. Wonder. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's also an artist, but his brother, Sean O'Leary, is the, I think he's doing a, he's doing a lot of the groundwork out in L.A. while we're doing a lot of the artist work and also cultivating, you know, making new connections and things of that nature for, for everybody's dream to come alive. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Um, but the, the publishing side is uh, the deal. It's important, and it was a big deal for us because that was us taking control of our music and making sure that we're not going to be one of those artists um, 10 or 5 years, even 1 year down the line talking about, you know, my deal's fucking me over. I'm not getting paid for that record. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like we, We're locking down that publishing side where I own these masters, I own these rights, I wrote that song, I'm always going to get royalties off of that because that's mine. Right. You know what I mean? Not some other major company talking about, well, you only got 10% of this record even though it was, you know, it sold 100 million copies, you know? Right. Eliminating that problem before we sell 100 million records, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's pretty and, much what that was, and uh, that's what your partner. What's, what's your partner? Because he's dope Leon too. Leon Gamble, yeah, Leon Gamble, yeah. He's he's really dope. Like I was, yeah. I listened to um, some of his music, uh, and he's got the projects out on all the streaming platforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Grand reopening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought y'all was like a group. Nah, well, like we nah, we're just brothers. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and it's not even like a, we're not even a hip hop duo, but that's my nigga and. If he eating some shit, he right. like jump on this and he snap on this with me and vice versa. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, it, it's real. It's really dope. Like y'all, y'all do great music. So with this public, with this publishing deal, um, will it just be strictly music or will it be yeah. other other things, other avenues with it? Or? Yeah. So it's mainly right now. This is just on the music side. So right. 
Right now, I since I've never dropped a project on any major streaming platforms, I've been on features on songs such on Leon Gamble song, like Sundress and Baby Mama and mm-hmm. other things. But uh, I still don't even have my own project or anything that you can grab off of me outside of SoundCloud. So I'm cultivating some music right now that I can put out and get full rights on my stuff, get royalties, get them in place on the right playlist and in the right rooms and the right people to listen to them, you know, things of that nature, and mm-hmm. just get spins because the f- closer we can... You know, just finding more help that we can, somebody can help us not only secure our music rights, but they can also um, help us find the fan base that they know that we could have out there too. Right, know? and and it definitely seems like it's it's because of social media and bigger platforms and all this other stuff now. It is a lane now for us 30-year-old niggas. Like, yeah, exactly. Dope yeah. 30 niggas. Like, you yeah, got to be yeah. dope. First off, you got to be dope. Not whack 30 niggas, but Long dope. Long story short, if nobody's ever giving you any <laughs> feedback on your music, it ain't that ain't it, Chief. Right. It. Like, somebody should be giving you feedback at this point. Yeah, right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> please, man. And um, before before we go real deep into your music, man, t- tell um my audience, like, where you from and, you know, so um, I was born in Maryland, okay. Silver Spring, Maryland. I was there for like eight years, and then I lived right outside of Philly for about eight years. Uh, shout out to King of Pressures. He just, um, I can't remember his name, but he just. That's uh, Mike. Mike, yeah, Mike. He just came back from King of Pressure, my hometown. So I went to Upper Marion over there, and then I've been here for the last like 12 or 13 years. So right. what you think? What you, you think of the Carolinas when you got here? I hated Honestly. It. Oh, I hated it because I was in <laughs> high school too, so. You used to come in from an area where you can just walk or ride your bike to your friend's house. You can't really do that here. Like, right. especially depending on where you live, bro. Like, mm-hmm. and the heat on top of that. Like, right. you can't, I don't feel like it's a lot harder to have um, a high school social life. You know what I mean? Just on your own without a car. You need a certain amount of money. You ain't mm-hmm. no buses jumping. You know right. what I mean? Like, I just can't link up with my boys on the weekend as easy as I can. Right. Up, up north where everything's a lot closer together. But those are just like the struggles and then the culture as well. When I first got here, sports are obviously a big excuse me. Sports are obviously a big thing here. Right. The coolest person up north isn't the the best sports player. It might be the biggest gangster or whatever right, right. sell the most dope. Mm-hmm. Or just the flyest nigga in school. You know right. what I'm saying? We respect that before we respect the nigga putting up fifty points. Mm-hmm. Even though he has his own lane, that's like the only I felt like that was the only lane when I first got here. Mm-hmm. Even if you were trash, but if you wore the the school football jersey, right. you was getting bitches. You know what I'm saying? And Facts. it was like, bro, you didn't do nothing for that. You know what I'm saying? You didn't work for that. You know what I mean? Like, just so you know, it was a little bit of like a little bit of that. Like, bro, I can't. There's got to be more oh, to this shit. life than these type of people. You know what I'm right. saying? But once you get out out of high school in college, obviously the world. Where, where'd you go to college? I I just went to Wake Tech. So okay, cool. Yeah, I never did a four year. Sometimes I wish I did, but. I mean, that Wake Tech life was, I was, it was crazy right then. You right, know, right, I was right. in there like 2008 or whatever, 9, 10, 11, you know, out of control. Taking mm-hmm. my sweet time, taking one to two classes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. enjoying, like, growing up as like a straight up adult, never really doing the dorm thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Wake Tech was dope to me. Right. So what was like your very, one of your very first influences in music? Like, what, what video or song did you hear growing up and was like, yo... I, I can do that shit right there. That didn't happen until 2008 or nine. Damn, that late? Yeah, bro. I didn't start rapping until mad late, bro. Like, but like, um, so music. So you didn't give a I fuck about music. You just listened. You didn't care. Yeah, I got into it a lot more in those last two years of high school when I didn't like the people that I was in school with. Mm-hmm. And then I found the cool kids, and I was like, oh yeah, 
these are the type of niggas I fuck with. You so know what so what's uh, so so I'm guessing. Let me let me guess. 2008, 2009, Lil Wayne. I, I like Lil Wayne, but I wasn't one of them Lil Wayne stands. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Lil Wayne, but I wasn't. I was not a Lil Weezyetta. Like I was not crazy, crazy. Right. But Lil Wayne was hot though. Right. No question. You know what I'm saying? But. I just knew I just like something different. I can't relate to all that. Sh- I couldn't. Re- I still can't relate to this shit he be talking about. You right. know what I'm saying? Like I just. But the cool kids, I get that. Right. Going to the thrift store, find a fire. Oh, so the, the actual group, cool kids. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I thought you were talking about like some the cool kids at school, but the group, no, cool no, kids. The group, cool kids. I remember yeah. them. I remember yeah, them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the first group that had me like, oh, finally, like. There's somebody different, bro. Like right. I knew this was here. I just did. I finally found it. You know what I mean? Are, are they still making music? Are they, they are. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to like yeah Chuck English, still a fire producer to this day, and still dropping tracks. Mikey Rocks, they still going or Sir Michael Rocks now. But yeah, like they still they're still working. Right. It was yeah. like I remember it was like new kids, new kids, new, um, like like. Um, damn. Uh, what, what Mind was, you, this is the blog era of rap, bro. The blog, That's what took yeah. me. The, rock, the blog era. Then, what, the then what's the guy that always put the shit on the NBA players? Uh, NBA players. He like puts the the the, uh, the damn oh, Lil B. Lil B. Yeah, Lil B. I, I wasn't a Lil B fan, but he was a he was a forerunner in that movement. Too. Yeah. So and yeah, all that shit was like early weird shit. Like what all the fuck weird, is that? Niggas starting to wear mohawks, skinny right. jeans, V neck white tees, right? Vans. You know what I mean? That's yeah. when. And then that was when blogs were out, so I can find the cool kids, but I can also find other people, Theopolis, London, and London, and you know mm-hmm. that era of rap. So then I was like, so that was me leaving high school, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm about to buy all new clothes. Fuck these, um, fuck these <laughs> airbrush t-shirts I've been wearing. Uh, fuck these sweatpants. Fuck these. You know what I'm saying? I'm on it, nigga. I need some Supremes. Right. I need skinny jeans. I need uh 5950 hats. I need a mohawk cut. You know what right, I'm saying? Like right, right. that's when I started changing myself and just listening to like a lot more different music, changing my style, everything aesthetic. Wiz Khalifa. I need me a Louis pouch with doobies rolled up into it. I was Taylor Gang for real, yeah. for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, that Wiz era too is right in there. It was a couple of years where yeah. I really thought I was Wiz. You know what I'm saying? I'm only drinking Bombay. You only see me with loud. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I was fully invested as a fan, right. but I I feel like I listened to a lot of dope music enough. Oh, Dom Kennedy, of course. Everybody knows that about me. Yes, sir. Yeah, I like Dom. That's my nigga for real, for real. But um, also this some this will be this will be big one day. I feel I hope so. Dom Kennedy and Rick Ross. I need that feature. I need, oh, that, I that'd need, be I amazing. Need, I need that. That'd be AJ amazing. Menace, I, I thought, Kennedy, I, thought Rick I thought Rick Rick Ross was trying to sign him and Nipsey at one they time. They were, yeah, yeah. That was when it was like there was like running the East Coast. Like Dom was running on that player shit, and mm-hmm. Nipsey was running on that gangster shit. Mm-hmm. Like they had both. They had the underground. They had the streets on hundred percent lock. Just just back to back attack mm-hmm. fire. You know what I'm saying? So how did you figure out your style of music? And what, and what so was the I, and what was the first time you actually recorded yourself? So I listened to MF Doom. I met this dude. Shout out to I don't know what that is, but I, just, I hear the name, but I have yeah. no idea it. No idea what MF <laughs> Doom crazy. is. They're gonna kill you. In these I, 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 I have no clue. I have no clue. I used to listen. We, we were talking about podcasts earlier. I used to listen to Wine Epp. Um, Shout out to Wine Epp Fire Podcast. Yeah. Shout out to Wine Epp. He used to listen to Wine Epp and he used to always they used to always name drop uh MF Doom, but I never knew what it was. To this day I have no clue what MF Doom is. MF Doom's a New York dude that wears literally a So that's one person? Yeah. It's not a group? Mm -mm. Oh shit. One whole person that wears a mask. Sound like a wrestler. I mean, he wears a Doom mask, bro. He's on stage, like, yeah, like you don't even know what he looks like. We there's obviously pictures, but like I mean, you, damn! I thought that was not a, a lot of pictures. Yeah, 
Nah, nope. oh damn. So he's a producer and a rapper. Uh my boy Frank Castle or FKBS. He um put me on the special herbs and spices, which is like a nine a nine track nine C D uh instrumental project. Mm-hmm. And when I would listen to MF Doom, he was when I he was the first artist that made me really realize it doesn't matter what the fuck you are saying on the track. Mm-hmm. If you make it sound good, it's gonna be hot. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't know what he was talking about half the time, bro. Like I really, to this day, he still got bored. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, but that shit sound good as hell, right? So that's when I realized, oh, I can do this. That's a fact. I can do this. He's saying, he's saying, he might be saying nonsense. I don't know, right? But it sounds good. Yeah. So I started rapping over MF Doom beats. So like, I got with my boy Leon. We met at Wake Tech at this point. Our other boy Swain. We went to their house one time. They were already the rappers and the artists, singer, mm-hmm. writer, and things of that nature. They were like, bro, you can't leave here unless you until you finish your verse. I'm like, damn. Like, so that was my first verse I wrote on a track called Arrowroot. Mm-hmm. Put it on Facebook. Because that was when niggas was uploading shit to Facebook. Right. And that shit was popping on Wake Tech Campus. Like Word. Was, they was fuck they fucked with us heavy off of that. So I did another track. And off another MF Doom B called Calamus Root. And then um I just kind of played with music here and there. Then Leon started taking it more seriously. He dropped this drink called The Reservation. So I did like two records on there, like two verses on there. And I'm just like, he started getting momentum, just performing at Shakedown Street and things of that nature. And then right he, so the the Reservation comes out. He goes on like a one month, uh, like a one year run on Reservation, doing shows all over the city. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to chill for a little while. So I was like, I don't want to lose this momentum that you've created. I'll drop a project. Procrastination mm-hmm. at its finest. That takes that takes a life of its own for the next year or two. Then in that time, that's when Menace Material was created. Because I've been doing all these shows with my man Leon for the last year. I'm dropping a project now. And I hit the same person that was booking him. You know me, bro. You know what I'm saying? I've right. been here. I've literally shared a stage with him for at least one song every single time he's booked here. Y'all ain't giving me no shows. Right. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to just call the venue and be like, how much is it for a night? And I just named it Menace Material. So mm-hmm. that, you know what I'm saying? Just so that, like, that was Menace Material Presents, mm-hmm. Procrastination at its finest mixtape release party. You know what I'm saying? Just because right. them niggas wouldn't give me a show. It would have never came if nobody would, get, if they would have gave me a show. Rap politics, man. Yeah. So it's just like, I wasn't the guy. Leon was the guy. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that was fine because now I, this built into what Menace Material is today. You know what I'm saying? Word. Yeah. And um, is that y'all, is that, I know, got the merch, mm-hmm. but uh, is that like y'all label? Is that like... Yeah, it's pretty much like a production company. So, you know, we do the music label. We do the podcasting. Eventually, everything is under one roof right now, but eventually, I want its own, like, LLC for Men's Material Podcasting, and then do a loudspeaker thing. Right. I have multiple podcasts just up underneath that Men's Material Podcasting. You, got that, you got that space in your garage. You can... Yeah, exactly. You can use so, it. Yeah, the, the only thing is... It's different from this. So, like, this room is dope, and I feel, but the difference between my garage and this room, the 3 podcast setting has been cultivated for the 3 podcast. Right. I can put other people at the table, but then they'll be like, what's this podcast in the 3 podcast space? You know what right, I'm saying? Like, right. I need other spaces and locations, because every podcast has their space and location. Right. Especially visual ones. Absolutely. Unless you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. this is more of a, um, a scenery where we can put more than one different type of podcast in here. Right. Because it clearly looks yeah, like people are used studio. to you with them lockers. Where exactly. The, where the hell you did you, get, put somebody where the hell did you get the lockers from anyway? Bro, they were in the house when I bought them. <laughs> they were already in the garage. Yo. Yeah, so I bought the house like four years ago and it was just in the garage already. That, that is crazy. Yeah, so I got came up on that. So, man... Like real talk, like you really had 
a banger this summer. Like no yeah, no cap, that. no nothing. Like yeah. for real, for real. Like you had like a banger. Yeah. And so it's not really so you're you're just a feature on the song. That's it, bro. That's not mine. That's Leon really? Gale's song. Nah, that's not mine. Yo. I'm just a feature. First time I heard that shit, no bullshit. I played that shit like eight or nine times. Like Damn, in, a I row, you, bro. in a row. In a row. Like bro. I was like, oh, this shit is fucking hot, man. Shout out to the who the producer that produced that shit. Oh, damn, I don't know, bro. Don't I know. really don't. Yeah, last like Leon knows that information. But okay. Yeah, he found a beat. Um, we were just in the garage one night. He found a beat. He thought of that shit. And then while he was he thought of the hook like in on the spot. So while he was doing that, the hook came really quick to him. So he laid the hook down, and then while he was doing that, I started my verse, and he started his verse, and we both finished our verses pretty much that night. Mm-hmm. So it was wrote within probably, like, two days, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I did, like, three-quarters of my verse, and then I finished the last four bars later, like, the next mm-hmm. day or something like that. But a lot of that record was pretty much done in, like, two days. We laid it down and then sent it out. That shit is hard. Like, even yeah. a response, like, from your, you know, your IG, like, yo, especially, you win when you get... Songs that chicks fuck with. Oh, heavy. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. super fine. heavy. Like, I just seen people people just reposting it, reposting mm-hmm. it, reposting yeah. it, reposting it. Like, you know what I mean? Even now, like, people still be posting that shit. Yeah. Like, that shit was a certified banger, dog. That's gonna, we're gonna, re, we, like, we dropped it this year, but that don't, it ain't done. Like, nah, that's, that's, like, that, shit can, that shit can turn into a cookout song, truthfully. Yeah, facts. <laughs> and, like, and, like, to keep it real, the first time I heard Short Thing by uh, Miguel uh-huh. was in 2008. Word. Yeah. And that shit didn't pop off till like four years later. Yeah. And that was his fucking Yeah You know what I'm saying? Right. The song will be back, trust me, because there's no video for it. So next I've been waiting we'll, for that shit too. It'll come out next year. <laughs> yeah, Word. Next, yeah, yeah. It's not done. Next, next summer. summer. Next summer. <laughs> and we're gonna be on time with it this time. Like, well, you're gonna have to live with this for the rest of the summer. You know what I'm right. saying? And then next year after that, we might if it don't work that year, we might drop it <laughs> we might spin it and drop it another way. And again, I feel like that's the that's also the one, but in that time we might have a couple more that are like that. And then every season, we doubling back on certain records and still dropping new shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, that shit is definitely the one. Like, yeah, you, yeah, you, you don't just like, hey, just throw that shit aside somewhere. Like, you... Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you keep pressing that one. Yeah. 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 That, that, yeah, that sounds fucking amazing, man. So, um, you the music thing, the podcast thing, um, we're, we're, like, got your, you got your closing line, mm-hmm. everything popping. Like, uh, how far you want to take this thing, man? Like, right, it's, it's, I'm trying, I'm trying to take this to the point to where it's, um, like menace material. I wanted to be looked at. First of all, I wanted to be, have its own lane in hip hop to begin with. Like it should, it should be up there with the bad boys. Like when you think, you know what I'm saying? Staple record labels, it should be bad boy. It should be, uh, no limit. Mm-hmm. material. I wanted to have that that reputation, Def Jam. You know what I mean, Atlantic. You know what the fuck we do. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, period. This is gonna live forever in time. And it's so many lanes that I feel like we can do. Is you know it? What I mean? How many other artists is it under the under the brand? It's myself, Leon Gamble, Cherry TNT, um, and Big Champagne, the comedian. The comedian. He's yeah. dumb funny. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. He's dumb Big funny. Champagne. Yeah, Big Champagne. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's the first comedian, and that's just like. It's really just, we just, we just homies, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I've tried to branch out. It's hard building a brand and then people see your vision, but then those people, you'd be like, I'm ready to do this, this and that for you. You bring them in. It doesn't work out. And people are filtering in and out. Like this time around, we only let our closest friends in that understand what the work ethic is that requires. You need to understand we are still, we still ain't shit. 
we are still on ground floor. You know what I'm saying? Right. We in ground zero still. Like, I just left my garage. That shit's hot because the AC is trash in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. I'm still on ground zero. I didn't do a million streams last year. Right. Like, we may have more influence to where you think we're doing more. We still regular niggas, and we need to make sure we remember that. And just remember, bro, it's going to get better from here. Right. We have a great foundation, but don't yeah. think, don't get too cocky and think we up here because we ain't clearing them checks up there. Right. Their checks are still here. You know what I'm saying? So, those are people that, the people that are with us are the people that understand that we're still in building process, you know? Right. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing, though, and uh, just staying consistent with it because, yeah. uh, you know. That's everything. That's what everything, it's right? everything. It doesn't matter how whack you are, bro. It's the consistency that gets people every time. It's mm-hmm. people. It's it's trash artists that are millionaires. You know what I'm saying? Right. But they're so consistent. One, they got better because they were so consistent at it. Mm-hmm. Even if there's, even if you still don't like them, I guarantee you didn't like they shit they was doing a year ago. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you might still think they trash, but it's better than what they did a year ago. So they're getting better. But you can call them and depend on them because they're right. so consistent. You know what I'm saying? Like, question: If the podcast shit pop, I'm like pop pop. Yeah. Would you still rap? Or if the rap shit pop, would you still podcast? They getting everything at all times. So at all times. So you still everything. do both. They getting everything. They going and they gonna get the comedy. Where in yeah. the comedy. They getting everything. So you do stand up too? I don't do stand up, but Champagne is the head. He's the leader of the comedy. Okay. For us. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll do comedy sketches and shit like that. Right. And I think of funny stuff, but I'm by no means a stand up comedian. You won't ever see me on stage doing that. But Champagne is our funny guy, um, creating ideas but he's also the comedian because you I've listened to a lot of comedians on podcasts and they don't like calling each other comedians unless you're on stage doing stand up right so that's why he's our comedian you know what I'm saying because he get on stage shut it down and get in front of the camera and shut it down so but Word. yeah comedy is important bro like I'm I want the brand to be on some um on some Def Jam shit that's Russell Simmons right yeah 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 and I love the nigga so much, and uh, I almost fucked it up. But think about what he did, bro. Like he, he, you know, foundation was music, right? Run DMC, yeah. But let's not act like Def Comedy Jam. Yeah, Def Comedy Jam wasn't its own monster. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm. no reason that I feel like Menace Material can't have its own monster on that lane. Right. We gonna kill music. Me and Leon will hold that down, and Cherry TNT will hold down music, and then Champagne will be. He'll take the Def Comp, the Menace Material, Comedy Jam off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where we can get to the point where we're going on tour and he's hosting every single night like Martin Lawrence. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Like there's there's no reason why you can't have both of those lanes. Right. And then on top of that, you back you back here producing movies on the side too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or help directing a movie or shoot a music video. You know right. what I mean? We all in the same lane. So why not fuck why, with all? Why of not it? fuck with it? Yeah. So are we gonna get? A full limb project. When are we gonna get a full limb project from you? Because you dope, man. Like you, like you, you, like you just ain't like swag rapping or no shit like that. Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. it's like a you, lot of swag though. But it's like I mean, it's a lot of swag. It's a lot of I, juice I, in I there. Keep, I keep it swag just so I don't have to be like technical and shit. Mm-hmm. But living I, in line, yeah. yeah <laughs> like I slide in hot bars, but I try to like rest on just make it sound good mm-hmm. so that I can say whatever I want. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like. I'm not. I'm not gonna be medical, physical, digital, digital. Right, I'm not right, gonna right. be that for what? Like right. these niggas gonna feel good. I'm gonna make that yeah. shit sound cool, but probably a full length. I don't even. You know, I'm not sure, yo, because the game nowadays is single base. It's singles, and th- when you really and when you starting to own all your stuff, 
the cost of actually putting out a full length project or EP is expensive. And that's just the recording and owning the music part, right? Buying the exclusive right off the producer and things of that nature. You know right. what I mean? Just buying all the beats you haven't even mixed and mastered could be a rack, right? Or maybe 15, you know what I'm saying? Then getting the Mr. Maxter, that's another five to a rack, right? You know what I mean? So it's expensive. I think we have a, um, like an ecosystem or a thing set up now where I can put one out at a low cost and mm-hmm. still own, own it all. But it kind of all depends on what's work, what happens first. I'm working on right now an EP, mm-hmm. five to seven tracks. Yeah. So I'm working on that and I'm probably like, I must keep writing stuff, but technically, like, what I have, I'm ready. Right. You know what I'm saying? It just needs to, all of it needs to be recorded. It just hasn't all been recorded. And, but yeah, I mean, I'm ready to, like, we can push the button on some shit, you know, but. Right. Yeah, it just kind of depends on where we kind of go because I have more ideas for sketches. Right. And that I definitely want to do because if you can make people laugh, they might not like your music, but if you can make them laugh, bro, they love you forever. So I think we got really good sketches coming up in this fourth quarter that might push us to a point where it's like they do need that whole EP or maybe just give them a taste of something real quick. Right. And you got got some shit on YouTube too. Yeah, we do. Everything goes on YouTube. I'm talking about you. Don't you got like a video on YouTube? Like... I got a couple of it. Yeah, 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 just like you're like a like a single, a song or something. Uh, which one? Um, oh yeah, like maybe like trumpet intro or own shit. Um, own shit. That's own the shit. one. Yeah, yeah, own shit. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Head Graphics. He did this video for that. Yeah. Shit I like hard. Directed that shit. Yeah, yeah. People love that one. So yeah, I put that out during. I was trying to do some new shit, thinking I had the budget for it, and uh, I was trying to come out with a, a EP, a visual EP called Studio Talk. Mm-hmm. There's going to be five songs and ev- you weren't going to hear the, I wasn't going to give you the full project. You had to get it in video form, mm-hmm. but I only made, made it three videos deep. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, I never finished the project, but yeah, those singles are hard though. You yeah. fuck with those singles a lot. Definitely, man. All right, man. We wrapping this thing up, man. Best conversations podcast episode. 10 man i'm trying uh, to get i'm trying go. to get to 100 man oh, you're gonna get there you got 90 more to go that ain't yeah nothing. i'm trying to get to 100 man if they want to find you my brother man uh tell the people where they can find you at my uh the menace number four real so the menace for real that's literally my handle on everything or just google menace material i mean you can't miss it like if you google agent of menace or get menace material you're gonna find everything you need yeah man yeah. absolutely uh any shout outs before we get up out of here uh Shout out to everybody that's been I mean, fucking with everything that we've been doing, yo. Like, there's, there's no point to keep going if anybody's listening. So we got, shout out to every single person that's bought a t-shirt, every single person that streamed the Leon Gamble. Where, where can they get the merch? Just oh, go just, to the website? Yeah, you can just holler at uh, DM me or anybody on the men's material team. Right. I need a 2X, my brother. Yeah, I got you, bro. Right. I got you. But yeah, shout out to everybody that's bought in and everybody a part of the team that's helped make this come to where it's at right now in a year. I mean, I don't know where we're going to be in the year, but I know it won't be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Yeah, I'm ready to just keep going and keep feeding people good good product. Yes, sir. Shout out to my dog, Alias, in the back. Yeah. One of the hottest uh, videographers in the game. In the game. He's behind the camera on a lot of that mental material shit. Yes, sir. Detroit in this B-niche. Yeah. Yeah, man. Best Conversations, best conversations Podcast, man. We up out of here, man. Episode 10, AJ the Menace. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Peace and love. We- Thank you for having me, too. Yeah, man. Yeah, Absolutely. For real, for real. Thank you.